Parashas Nitzavim, the third Aliyah, uh, brings us to, what if I don't want to accept this covenant? Now, as Rashi explains at the end of the Aliyah, this covenant really is only binding um, when they came into the land of Israel and they, and they did the actual cursing and blessing process that we discussed already last week, that this process, the actual covenant was, was binding starting when they did this in the land of Israel with Yehoshua. When that happened, there was what's, what we call in Hebrew arvos. We have interconnectivity and therefore mutual responsibility. So this Aliyah talks about an individual who says, I don't want to. I, I, want, I don't want to do this covenant. I want to go and do what I want to do. I want to serve idols and um, I'll do my own thing. I'm not, I'm not buying in. Now, the Torah and the Torah says that you're going to go and you want to follow what you see your neighbors doing and you're going to serve their idols of wood and stone. And Rashi points out that, that the, the, the idols are such a, if you will, such a joke because even though there are fancy and expensive ones, those ones are always hidden and protected. The ones you only you see in public that they're willing to show are the cheaper ones because fundamentally they know that, that, uh, that they're not real and that they can't be they can't protect themselves. So this person says, I'm going to go and do what I'm going to do, and I don't want to be bound by this covenant. So as Hashem says back to him, you have to realize, if you make that as a conscious choice, then even inadvertent, accidental uh, sins, I'm going to now start to treat with a seriousness. I'm going to treat them as if they're intentional, because you've gone to the point where you have decided you actually proactively want to and throw off the covenant and you want to proactively be, um, be an idol worshiper. Now, the Torah uses a term over here. Hashem says, I'm going to be steaming mad. And Rashi jumps in, as he does in a number of places in the Torah, to say that this is a, the terminology that we're used to. This is the terminology that we find by human beings. Of course, Hashem doesn't have ears for steam to come out of or anything like that, or an, an arm to outstretch. It's the terminology that we're used to. Hashem is going to be so upset that that he's going to turn over the land of Israel, make it, you know, make it um, desolate, similar to what he did by Sodom and Hamorah, famously turning them over and destroying them, kicking the people out of the land of Israel. And it's all because we we did not live up to this covenant. The crucial point, Rashi says at the end of this aliyah is we're talking about one person's sin. And if it's one person's sin, it's out of your control. You don't know about it. I don't know what he's doing privately. And that I can't be held responsible for, and Hashem will take care of. But the big but is there is this mutual responsibility for things that are done in public. And there are so many things that happen in public that we have the responsibility to stand up to. And if we don't, and we don't say that that's wrong, and we don't go and try to deal with it, and take care that the Jewish community should be devoted and committed in the proper way to Hashem, then we all do to our mutual, mutual responsibility of the covenant of Har Grizim and Har Eval, of Mount Grizim and Eval, then we are all guilty and all deservant of the punishment because we didn't stand up to that which was wrong.